There we go, it's official. Yo, so Henry, uh, this is Howie and Henry waiting for Alan. Welcome to Ski Slope. Last time we, we had a great conversation, talked about the fight, some other things. I get off, I'm really satisfied, and then I'm like, fuck, I don't think I hit a button to record the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and I didn't, and then I called customer service and I'm like, listen, I think I fucked up here. I didn't. I don't think it hit record. Is there any way you guys like, you know, maybe through the uh, NSA or something, preserve the conversation and I can get it? And they're like, no, nah, there's no way. So you know, in a way, I'm kind of happy because now it gives us the opportunity to speak again. You know. Exactly. Plus, it's deja vu all over again. We uh, that it is. That it is. We tread the same uh, path we were on last time. I know. But let let we me ask this thing that. that before, before Alan gets on, or should we wait? Yeah, let's just let's get into it because like, I haven't even I haven't really gotten a confirmation from Alan on the email or, or a message that he's mm-hmm. he'll be be here at nine. So you know, if he chimes in, that's great, um, and I bet he will. Um, so we're talking Mayweather McGregor, right? And and mm-hmm. if I didn't make it clear the last time, like I was trying to think like in terms of sporting events, like have I ever been this excited about an, an upcoming event? And, and in a weird way, I don't, I don't think so, with the possible exception of when the Rams played the Steelers in the Super Bowl, which is like 1980 ah. or 81, because I was a big Rams fan. But other than that, like, this is like, I used to get up for those big fights, like Leonard and Hearns and Duran and, and Leonard. Like, that, those were cool, but I don't think anything like this. You know, man, I, I'm, I'm really an MMA guy. The only fights I really get up for are MMA fights, and I'm really stoked for about four of them a year. But this one, I'm just ambivalent because it's more of a circus than a real fight, you know. But it is a contrast of styles. It's the young man versus the old man. It's you know the boxer versus the MMA guy. But that's erroneous because really he's just boxing. He's only using one little part of his arsenal, and Mayweather's using only what he does. And right. I've never seen McGregor spar or fight with a top level boxer just boxing. That would answer a lot of questions, you know. 
Well, what, what do you make? Did we talk about this? Like the Paulie Malinaji sparring sessions? Like, yeah, like, I like heard it, conflicting things. Did anybody see Me video? too. Me too. What wasn't conflicting, though, is like Malinaji left, left those sparring sessions a bit beat up. Like his eye was black and blue. And he, and he does wear the open face um, mask, you know, so I guess he's more prone to, to getting injured during a sparring session. But, I mean, clearly McGregor must have landed some shots on him. He must have, but Menaji said, look, if you're a man, play the tape. You know, because the right, right. No, I know. select highlight that made it look like McGregor was, was schooling him. But then and on the other hand, either way, right, if you're Connor and you got the shit kicked out of you by Malinaji, you don't release it. But if you kick the shit out of Malinaji, you don't release it either. I think, you know? Well, maybe you do release it because you're like, hey, look what I did to a top-ranked boxer here. <laughs> I don't know? think so, man. I think he's going to make his money and, like, whatever strategically, whatever sort of head game he can play with Mayweather, that, like, shit, maybe Mayweather is in for something he's not quite expecting, which is, which is I feel like, the one variable here, right? It's like, if you're Mayweather, like, you kind of knew you could kick the shit out of these other guys, right? I mean, not well, kick the shit out of them. I've never seen him kick the shit out of anybody. I've seen <laughs> Okay, okay, but like, but like outclass them in, bo- in a boxing match. Out, outpoint them, yeah, well, not well, get hit, well, and well, outpoint well. them in a 12-round boxing match. Like, he, like I always yeah. felt like there was never any real risk, even when he fought Pacquiao at that time. Like, I didn't, I didn't really think Pacquiao stood a chance against him. Um, yeah, well, being injured and whatnot. And yeah, I, I mean, even with the – because we didn't know about the injury back. until after. But, but Pacquiao had lost before then, right, to um, – uh, what's his name, Tim? I forget. But yeah. he had lost – He'd already lost at yeah. least one fight before that. So sort of he that... He got knocked down. Knocked yeah. Down yeah. Well, well, I think that was after the Mayweather fight when, uh, who was it? Like uh, Marquez, I think, just like fucking rocked him, like, like, like blacked him out, like in one punch. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but other than that, like, I guess, you know, De La Hoya, like, you know, we've got to go back a lot of years, you know, to when, like, you know, it was, it was actually, you thought, like, Mayweather might lose. I mean, even when he fought Alvarez, like, I didn't really give Alvarez a shot at all. Well, the, the closest, I mean, I'm no Mayweather, Maven, I really don't follow him much because his fights are so friggin' boring. But <laughs> they, they really are. That, you regret every pay-per-view you do, and you're just like, ah, he's oh, going to get me again. pay-per-view for him. No, I, I'll catch it on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> but um, I got you. The one fight I saw, which was okay, was when he fought Zab Judah, only because I loved Zab. When Zab was first starting out, man, his style was so exciting. You never could hit the guy, and he could hit you. He moved well. He had passion. And he was, yep. uh, you know, he, was, he did really good against Mayweather, but... The, the, he won those first two rounds. Mayweather. Yeah. He won. I mean, he was, I mean, he probably had more, like, you know, Maldonado fought Mayweather well, but I think, you know, if you look at, at what fighter actually won rounds against Mayweather, like Zab Judah did. Yeah, and he hit him pretty good. I don't think uh, Mayweather ever hit him hard or ever no. out of in trouble. I, I can't no. remember a fight when Mayweather's ever had anybody in trouble. Maybe the beginning of his career, they said he was, you know, fighting bum of the month and doing really well. But when he once he got up into you know top level, I don't think he right. was knocking anybody out. Look no. at Vasily Lomachenko. Oh my God, is that guy <laughs> the most exciting fighter? I mean, he's other just than so talented, McGregor, man. Yeah, he's so freaking unbelievable. He's like. What he's doing to the top boxers in the world, I, it's, he's just on a different level, man. You know, people say I that know. about a and lot of people. Like, his last fight against, um, who's it, uh, a Mexican guy with the name M, you know, so I forget who it was, but the guy's like a reputable, like, you know, featherweight fighter, you know, fought for the title twice. 
Yeah, and this guy's, I mean, Lomachenko's just sort of like, like bored by it, you know? He was just all over this guy, making it look easy. It was really, and not getting hit. And not getting guys, hit. You know, he's just you know what he does, too, that's interesting, is that I find sometimes he just scores points with, like, the lowest, um, most effortless punch he can throw. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's punches that he lands sometimes that are just, I'm sure they're not having any impact whatsoever on the other fighter as far as hurting him, but they're landing. <laughs> and so, and yeah, so he's scoring points, but it. he's not exerting a ton of energy. You know, he's always but fresh, then, this but guy. Then he, right, he's always fresh. But then he'll turn <laughs> around and start becoming a power puncher and landing. Yeah, no, yeah. that's the thing. He yeah. almost suckers you yeah. into thinking, like, all right, this is what he's offering. You know, he's going to pity pat me to death. And then he fucking yeah, kills you. From angles. Obviously. Angles that are, that are unknown to anybody else. Uh, yeah, well said. Well, <laughs> you know? And, you know, like he's, in, he's like inventing new punches. It's like... Like a kung fu master, it's like when he's ripping those hooks, he's coming with elbow down, he's mm-hmm. knocking through the glove and hitting the guy. He's hitting the glove way and hitting the guy at the same time. He's doing. He's moving the wall really back right into the guy's head. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, the most impressive thing from, from him too is I think is just his movement. You know, the fact that and we talked, we definitely talked about this last time, where you know other fighters will shuffle, you know, to to, to create movement, and he leaps, he jumps from one spot to another, Russian dancing. I mean, if you know... The Russian dancing, all, right. Remember all that? He did it for the first 12 years of his life. His father made him become a traditional Russian dancer. Now, That's you know, you look what? at Baryshnikov. You look at... Um, who was before... Nuriev. Nuriev. And then really <laughs> the Russian dances for 400. Right. What's that? Go ahead. <laughs> and there was even another one before him. These guys leaped through the air like nothing. It's because they all came from traditional Russian dance backgrounds. That's where you see the guys walking all the way down squat on the floor. That right. is one of the most beautiful ways to build up your legs in a very uh, naturalistic, joint flexible, and yep. real life strength kind of way. So he okay. did that. Sort of that Russian dance thing you're talking about? Like that sort of like what yeah. we picture to be like the traditional thing where they kick out from being in a squat position? Yes. And there's all kinds of moves from there. And it's like low ground kung fu. And it's amazing. And he did that, and that really helped his footwork. It just gave him a whole new venue to, look, to work from that nobody else has at this point, you know? No. It's, no. Like, it's like he's got something nobody else has right now. Was his dad doing that with in- intentions of him being a, um, a fighter, or was he wanting him to be a ballet what dancer? What I read, yes. He said that was really his plan. He's like, okay, now you're old enough, now you're going to do boxing. But if you start boxing so- too young, yeah, you could burn out. You get punched out, you, you know. Right. A lot of injuries. You know, I like, it's almost like Shaolin Temple. You develop your body. Your body gets strong. You develop it in a proper way. Then you learn how to use the body. So that's what he Right, did. that he makes really sense too. Shaolin Temple style. Developing right. your body. And now, okay, now you develop it to this degree. Now let's see how you use it. Well, I think there's also some thought too that sometimes like if you teach somebody something too young before they hit adolescence, you know, they, if, you, if they're skilled at something and then they hit adolescence, it, like, throws them off because now you have this weird growth spurt and your body completely changes. So now, like, whatever sort of internalization of what the effort was that you were using or how you did things changes. So it's almost best, like you're saying, develop the body and then learn the skill once your body's, you know, you know not full grown, but at least has gone through puberty, you know. So now it's like, all right, now I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. learn the skill as I'm an gonna... adult person. 
I'm going to use a cheesy um, Conan movie uh, analogy. Hey, man, <laughs> nothing cheesy about Conan. So long as it's a barbarian and not the uh, late night show, Hogust. No, 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 barbarian. <laughs> Remember when he was like in a girth mill, just pushing the mill, doing the job like for 10 years, like he was like a slave. Yes. And all he did was yes. push that thing around, and he developed into Arnold Schwarzenegger from this little kid. Then right. he learned how to fight. So basically, that's, in, in a way, that's like what Lomachenko did. Oh, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna cite Mr. Mr. What is it, Mr. Mahaji and Mr. Mar- whatever it was oh, in Karate yeah. Kid, right? Because it was like wax on, wax off, and all that shit. And the guy was like, right. "What the fuck? I'm not learning how to fight. You just you just making me wax your car, right?" And then like his sort of like muscle memory from doing that exercise. Yeah, no, that was that was the best thing about that movie, right? Was that uh, the, Ralph Macchio didn't know that he was getting trained, and he was getting trained. Yeah, exactly. And basically, that's <laughs> from what I read. That's what his father had in mind. He goes, you know, yeah. you're not dancing, well, it fucking worked, man. He made his kid into the best fighter ever, and he's only going to get better, right? I mean, it's like you know, I think I, I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine him getting better. It's, just, it's frightening to think. Well, I can, about. I can see him getting bigger, right? Like he'll he'll become a welterweight eventually, maybe even bigger than that, you know, maybe junior middleweight, maybe. you know, and, and then, then it's like you know, maybe. But, yeah, you know, he'll dominate for ten years. Like, people are going to pick up on what you do eventually. Like Mayweather is just a uh, tag and run, tag and run. He, he's mixing it up. He's angling. He's, you know, if McGregor was fighting him, even though there's a huge weight difference, I think uh, McGregor would get destroyed. Yeah, yeah, no. I almost, see, I almost like, yes, I, I agree with you. Like, I would think it's a harder fight for, for McGregor if he's fighting Lomachenko than he is when he's fighting Mayweather. He would not touch him. But Mayweather, I, I honestly don't know. McGregor always has a puncher's chance. Cause uh, yeah, I mean... It. I mean, we, we, and this is what we talked about, too. Like, this is the biggest recap. Like, we talked about, okay, like, what do you expect, you know? And I think that's what makes this so entertaining to me is that, like, you know, I guess, what, like, the most logical, obvious conclusion to this thing is what? Like, all right, fight starts, McGregor charges him, maybe gets a punch or two, doesn't really hurt Floyd, and Floyd sort of, like, you know, either knocks him out within four rounds or, or cuts him bad enough with punches that the fight is stopped, you know? Um, like that's the most that's the most sort of like a, the you know the mean of the possibilities of what would happen here, but somehow or another I think right. like I don't think that happens. Like I I, I kind of think like you know something unexpected might happen, and I, and I think like what what we spoke about is like you know this anticipation of McGregor going after Floyd, and that's you know and that's McGregor's been saying I'm going to knock him out within four rounds. And, and, you know, the point I made last time is that I think Floyd for the last 20 years or so has been in a position where, like, he doesn't have to come after the other guy. You know, he's the champ. Right. Other guy's got to come after him. All he's got to do is fucking make the guy miss and counterpunch and outpoint him and, and right. he wins and goes home. And I think in this right. fight, while he's still, like, listen, he is the champion, like, he, uh, you know, if it's a draw, if this fight's a draw, it, it, McGregor wins it, right? If it's like, wow, you know. Uh, yeah, he you know, some, I mean, what are the odds that the fight's a draw, right? The, the three judges, like, <laughs> like, one calls it for him, one calls it a draw, one calls it for the other guy. Like, what are the odds of that? But I if that happens, know, that's McGregor's win, right? I would agree. Like, that's that. not like, oh, good for Floyd. He's 40 years old and he fought McGregor to a draw. Yeah, I would say it's a victory for both. And, you know, you can look at it, you know, young man, old man. No, no way, man. No I mean, way. If this is a draw, McGregor fucking comes out the victor. Floyd, it tarnishes Floyd's legacy if this is a draw. I suppose, but, but all right, look at this. The, the best boxer, I think, McGregor that I'm aware of was Max Holloway, and it was a very close fight with him. But a guy who spars with top-level boxers when he camps, when, when Diaz is having a, a fight camp, 
he named all these guys, and they're all top-level guys he boxes with and trains with. And right. McGregor ate him up with punches. But yeah. McGregor tanked. He lost all his energy. I don't know what happened there. And the second time he fought Diaz, the same thing happened. McGregor's energy disappeared from him. Now, what's going to happen with, you know, his, like, towards the end, he was like, when did... I, I didn't... I, 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 I totally agree with you on the first Diaz fight. Totally agree. I thought the second Diaz fight, though, I didn't see as much like him just tanking out as much as it was he picked his moment. Only at the end. If you noticed at the end, he started running again. And you could see he was sucking wind. I don't know. I, well, I think he started running because he, was, he got into, into short-term situations that were not beneficial to him. You know, like Diaz would hit him with a good punch and he fucking, and then he'd back off. I think he was a little rocked. I don't think it was out of exhaustion as much as it was like, okay, that, that, that hit me a little bit. Let me, let, me, let me run out of here. I'd have to watch the fight again. But no, me too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it too. Because that was, that was, you know, I never really analyzed it other than watching it the, the one time I watched it, and that was sort of my exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think his cardio's got to be good. I mean, listen, I think, you know, I can't tell which would be tougher, fighting a 12-round boxing match or fighting a five-round you know, MMA five-minute round championship fight. Well, like, MMA I, I don't know. is way more. Having done both, I could tell you MMA is just way more intense. But they both are unbelievably taxing sports. You know, no, I, I, I can imagine. I mean, MMA to I me, man. I mean, rounds, I couldn't even imagine. You know, I, uh, MMA is just so much more. Like it says, there's no stopping it. It's just you know, boxing you could hold. You go right, road, right. You could, you know, oh, yeah, right. You could just sort of like take a round off maybe if you want to just sort of you know, jab and ten clinch. Ten rounds, man, you know? You got yeah. all day. But yeah. MMA is just nonstop, man. Nonstop. And, uh, and if you give up, and, and I would always think it's like if you, if you try to rest, the other guy takes advantage of that, much more so than they can in boxing. Yeah, and, and that's what I think is Mayweather's one big shot against McGregor is he just tanks. He just, you know, he can't hit, he can't hit him. He gets frustrated. And he's just like mm-hmm. throwing and throwing and throwing and just punches himself out. The ten right. freaking rounds. No MMA guy, no MMA guy goes ten rounds. So right, but but it's but it's three minute rounds and they're not I mean, grappling. Right, right. Yeah, right. Grappling, different strength. It's a different kind of strength. When you're grappling, it's a different muscle as when you punch. different strength. But it's, but it's, but, it's, but it's, I think it's I think it's a greater exertion of cardio. Right, it's a greater exertion of like my tank. Right. You no, know, like, um. When I'm grappling, I know how to relax. If you know how to relax when you grapple, you okay. don't really tank so much. You can, you can, it's a place you can, you know, I mean, if you're squeezing a guy, you're squeezing a hold, or, you know, then you're using all your muscle, you could tank pretty easy like that. But, right. if, you know, you're in a clinch, and the guy's on top of you, you're on top of the guy. You get real, I'm not a high-level grappler, grappler mm-hmm. but high-level grapplers, and even me, I know how to relax. I know how to relax in the guard. I know if the guy's on top of me. I know how to keep my win when I'm grappling in almost any situation. And you can sort of maintain a defense to you, your guard, without, without, without exerting that energy. Yeah, and, and it's, yeah, it's not like punching and kicking. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a place where you, you, know, you can find some, you know, in a pure grappling match, that is. But in MMA, don't forget, they're punching you in the face. <laughs> I know, exactly. Really exactly. Like they, have, they have the option of doing that, too. So. Right. I, yeah, I, I don't know. And McGregor just strikes me as sort of like this, like, perfect character, right? This, this, you know, Irish guy, you know, like if you had to almost draw up a fictional Conor McGregor, it's like you, you couldn't draw something up better than this. And, yeah, and, and, to come from, and to come from the end, and he's a great shit talker. I think he's the best shit talker ever. I think he's surpassed he's Muhammad he's so Ali. He's entertaining. I love him. He's know? so entertaining. Muhammad was saying rhymes and poems. This guy's like... I know. I know. This guy's just shit talking. And he gives you I mean, when he's fucking wearing that suit, 
and he looks at Floyd and he's like, what the fuck are you wearing? You know, and it's just like, holy right. shit. Like, I've never face. seen anyone go after Floyd Mayweather like that. Like, just literally insulting him. Beautiful. He's not politically correct. He doesn't give an F, you know? No, no. <laughs> he's, he's definitely not that. Like, he did catch a little bit of slack for that, right? Like, dance for me, boy. And it's like, well, listen, man. In Ireland, there's not a lot of you know, African-Americans, so it wasn't like he meant it in this, like, you know, derogatory way. Like, would he have said that to, like, a white guy? Like, maybe, maybe not. But I don't think he meant it as sort of a, uh, you know, an insult to the African, uh, Afri- you know. about that shit, you know. It, yeah, I mean, I get it. There's a, there's, there's a little bit of just, like, all right, because I don't think he would have said it to a white guy. So there is that. But I don't think he no, meant harm by it. He's hyping a fight. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too, man. That's true, too. You know, maybe you do things to hype a fight. Maybe it, maybe it is a bit conscious. And then I don't um, know if it is. Then is it like, is that better or is that worse? Uh, you know, so whatever. I just, I the guy, the guy is entertaining, though, man. I just find, you know, he's a, he's a dynamic dude. He's a dynamic dude. And, uh, oh, man, I forgot my point I was going to make. Damn it. Myself That's right. So my so my feeling was getting back to like fight strategy here. I feel like if McGregor sort of just lays back and lets Floyd come to him, you know, so, so, you, know you, you come to me, and then it's like. That's interesting. Now, you know, put the pressure on Floyd to come after you and, you know, because his strength, too, is a counterpuncher. Like, let, you know, see what Floyd can do. And if he's hurting you, clinch. If he's not, counter. And, exactly and see how that takes you. You know, it's like, remember, sometimes when Nate Diaz has a boring fight, he'll lie down on the mat. And like, like, like he's bored. Like, come over here. Like, let's fight. Right, right. If McGregor takes that tack and just lays on the ropes and has... And embarrasses and Floyd. Like, yeah, just like, what the, what like, what the fuck, here, you're, not even, you know? you're not even coming to fight me? Like, you know, throwing up his gloves and stuff like that? Like, yeah, you know. That's what you do. Come and fight me. Instead of chasing him around, let him chase you around. He's ne- I've never seen Floyd chase anybody. You know? Never. He's never, because, you know, my point is, he hasn't had to. He, he won a title, you know, in what, 97, 98? I mean, you know, guy's been champion for like fucking 20 years. You know, he doesn't have to go after anybody. But in this fight, he does. Because he's not the, I mean, he is champion, but he's not the champion here. You know, in terms of whatever sort of thing they're fighting in, he's not the champion. Like, it's, it's, it's mm. dead even. So you got yeah. you know, you, you to make your effort. And I think if it, and if it was the type, be the type of thing where it went 12 rounds and both guys stood in neutral corners and nobody threw a punch, that's, that's Connor's victory right there. I agree. You know? He's afraid to mix it up with him. And, uh, you know, Connor's an amazing guy. I saw an interview with him from, like, 10 years ago. Where he says, I predict I'll be fighting the top boxer in Madison Square Garden. And, uh, you know. Well, he got the garden wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> imagine that foresight. You're fighting a boxing guy. You're an well, that's kind, of, that's kind of the beauty of him, right? Is he's this guy that, like, has the utmost confidence because, like, and, and he deserves it. I mean, he's obviously been saying to himself, listen, maybe if I believe in myself to do this, I'll do it. And he has. So, yeah. you know, he's reached this point in his life, and I'm sure he's convinced himself that he's going to fucking he's gonna win this fight. Yeah, I mean, look, Nate Diaz wasn't the guy with the best footwork or maybe even the best head movement, but he does camp with some top boxers. And in the first round in both fights, you know, McGregor just put his fist on his face so many damn times. Dude, you know, dude. He was it, much bigger, much heavier. I've never seen anybody's face. I've never seen anybody in boxing or MMA. I've never seen anybody's face as fucked up as Diaz's was after the second fight. <laughs> right? Am I, I mean, dude, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, it was, he was bleeding from everywhere. If you look, yeah, at, you look at the last crazy. round of that fight, and you look at, look at Connor, he's got fucking Nate's blood, like, draping his shoulders. Yeah, all over him. It was 
crazy. It's it's it's, it's horrible. <laughs> And, and like you're saying, like Diaz is a fighter. So like, and the guy's got the guy's got tremendous heart. And the thing about the Diaz brothers, right, is like their cardio is fucking. Yeah, nobody knows where it comes from, right? Cause they work out and they train, but like they never get tired. These guys go five they rounds like tired. that. They claim to be. They vegan never get too. tired. I mean, they're vegans too, Howard. Uh, I know, man. I, there's hope for me, they're man. Both. There's hope for me to fight like five MMA rounds and not get tired. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, man, I think I, you know. Just bottom line is, I kind of like listen intellectually, like you know, I, I said before, like what do I think happens here? You know, maybe the early rounds are are exciting. This, the first three rounds are great, and like you know, maybe because Floyd doesn't knock out Connor, or maybe Connor gets a shot or two in. And if that's all it is, if it's just three rounds of that shit, like I've I've already got my money's worth. And I think what happens then mm-hmm. is like maybe Connor does gas a little bit. Floyd figures him out a little bit in terms of whatever newness he's bringing, and you know, and you know, TKO somewhere in the eighth and ninth round. But you know, in terms of the overall odds, I thought today of like, you know, what, what, what do I think the odds are that, that Connor would win? And I'll put it like 12%. Yeah, yeah, I would say about that. I say 20% because he's always got a puncher's chance. And he's okay. a little unique, so he could give him a little, a little trouble. But, you know, one thing, having a background in the martial arts and boxing, you know, it's, right. like, it's like I used to think I could predict these fights. I can never freaking predict. Like, I'm like, oh, no, man, this guy's going to win. He's going to kill him. I'm never right. I can't pick a really? winner. In yeah, terms of what? In terms of like inter, inter inter sort of like um, disciplines, like karate versus jujitsu, or just in terms of like fights in, within the same discipline? MMA. MMA. Okay. I don't follow boxing okay. anymore, but like but when I go to, I'm like, oh no, no, he, this guy's gonna kill him. Look, this, this, and this. I have all my reasons, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I would say sixty forty wrong. I, I just, uh, you know, I'm like, I don't know why I can't predict how these fights go because you know what it's so freaking unpredictable mma and that's the truth it's well i think i think also it's like there's there's less guys fighting so it's like less of a sample size and they have less fights because like we said the last time it like definitely takes like 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 a couple of months or a year off your life every fight you have there it's got to you know and and then i think um you know and i think the sport itself right is so quickly evolving right like like in terms of like this but the beauty of it is, right, is, is you always used to wonder as a kid, like, if, if a guy who knew karate got in a fight with, who, you know, with somebody who knew boxing or wrestling, like, who wins, you know? And this has sort of, like, well, allowed all, all these arts to sort of, like, you know, congeal, and now we get to sort of see what happens. But I still think in terms of integrating all these arts together, that's still, we're still at the early stages of that. Well, yeah, I mean, Bruce Lee said this stuff 30 years ago. He was talking about it, and he was right on target. And, but, you know, it, look... It used to be like you went into MMA and you were a great wrestler and you just learned a little bit of boxing, a little bit of Muay Thai, a little bit of jiu-jitsu. Like you'd kick ass, right? And you'd kick ass. Or you were a great Muay Thai guy, you learned a little bit of defense takedown. And, but now these guys are, you know, they're, they're coming up just in MMA. From day one, they're learning MMA. You know, there are guys who come from, like, you know, top wrestling or top, top Muay Thai or top jiu-jitsu, but the majority of guys... Look at the champions now. Connor, straight MMA guy. Bones mm-hmm. Jones, he was a straight MMA guy. Gillibrand, uh, mm-hmm. a boxer, and then straight MMA guy. You know, a lot of these guys are, are pure MMA guys. Well, I guess, up I guess you, needed, you needed, like, it needed it to be around for 20 years or 15 years right. for guys to come up just learning that, right? Because, like you said, like you hadn't, that wasn't around before, so you, would, you had to learn it via some other discipline, be it wrestling or jiu-jitsu or what have you, you know? Exactly. It's like, look, if you look 3,000 years ago at, at Pancration, which was the Greek martial art, what did they do? 
They punched, they kicked, they elbowed, and they grappled. They had all kinds of these elaborate, beautiful joint locks. They had chokes. They had finger pulling. One thing that we didn't have now that they had in pancreation was if someone was choking you, you could take his finger and twist the shit out of it until he submitted. There was a famous story. Uh, really? That was your like, submission defense was to break the guy's finger? Break his finger off. But wow. one of the most famous pancreation stories was a guy won a match but died. A guy was choking him. He didn't give up. <laughs> getting choked. And the guy was ripping his finger back. So finally, the guy, you know, you know was choking him, just ah, gave up the choke and said, I, you know, I, I yield. The guy dropped down and died. So he wow. won the match but lost his life. And Listen, that was man. the technique he was pulling his finger back, which uh, mm. actually combat sample does the same thing. But you can't do that in MMA with broken fingers in every match. <laughs> you know? No, no, no. So. Yeah, no. And, you know, I guess the gloves, the gloves do good things in terms of the punching in and in terms of not having your fingers pulled back and stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's funny. Like, you, 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 you put up that, like, that Bob Sapp clip, I guess, from, you know, that's, uh, yeah. you know. And that's, like, I mean, I mean, the guy is, like, the guy is incredibly powerful and stuff but you could tell like just in terms of like the skill level right like a john jones which sort of like you know i you know but even with the weight difference i think would sort of annihilate him though i would you'd think but the john jones of of his day of that day was um or was Lewis. that dude he was he got he was kicking the shit out of right he was kicking the shit and then he hit him with one giant bear claw and you know uh, <laughs> king kong paw and knocked him out Who's i know it was crazy. Like, how powerful is that guy? And his, and, and his technique is fucking horrible. Like, the way he throws a punch. You, you know, you can work <laughs> with a guy like that. You, you, you're never going to turn him in, into, uh, you know... Um, Muhammad Ali. But, yeah, Muhammad <laughs> Ali. But you can at least give him some proper rotation. Okay, if you're going to throw that punch, use your hip. Yeah. Rotate your body. You know, get the okay. backswing. That's where Kung Fu would have been great for him. That was, like, yeah. big, like, you know, animal-style Kung Fu. All they do is throw punches like that. If someone taught Bob Sapp that kind of punching, he could have yeah. been amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he still was. He still was pretty amazing, right? I mean, he had his fair share of like, like kicking people. I mean, those two fights. Like, I, I watched that clip, right? And I didn't know about like the, that he fought that guy twice. And in, in yeah, the whole history, that the guy was like, like, like you said, was the John Jones of his day and was supposed to win. And he, and the same thing happened two times. No, 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 no. The second time, who kicked the crap out of him? Oh, did he? I, oh, I thought I, I, I thought I saw two different different clips. I thought I saw one and two, and I thought the same thing happened. All right, but maybe I mean it wasn't uh, it wasn't exactly the same because then it would be like oh this is the same clip, but you know. But all right, I'll have to check that out, man. Makes it more interesting now. Oh, I think I think you are. I think you are. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, man. I think I think Sap took him out twice. No. Wow. But did you see the other clip? I there was a little white guy who fought him, and did you see destroy he destroyed him. He hit him with an overhand elbow and knocked him clean out. <laughs> He's a big like dude, a man. Baby. That dude, yeah, that, he, that, he, he has a lot of ball. mass. A lot of mass. A lot of mass. He, he's very <laughs> famous in Japan. He does a lot of King Kong imitation, like, you know, which would have been considered racist here. Yeah, I'm going to say, man, it's worse than Connor's thing. King Kong. <laughs> Not really. Look, well, yeah, I guess he's entitled to do what he wants to do in Japan, though. Yeah, those are exciting <laughs> shit. Who's, who's that, um... I see some clips every now and then. I looked into this guy too. The Dutch, was it Mai Tai fighter, who was like, I don't know. There was a Dutch Dutch kickboxing guy. There were several. Which one are you referring to? Um, I don't know. There was one guy. I think maybe in the in the seventies or so who came along, and um, hang on, just one second, man. 
Hello? Hi, I'm in the po- I'm in the podcast, baby. But Yes. I am. I am. Bye. Yo. Yo. Hey. Sorry, wife checking in, making sure I'm indoors so she can put the alarm on. Um, shit, where were we, man? Bob Sapp's Japanese shit. And, um, yeah, and the, the Dutch kickboxer. My favorite oh, the Dutch one. kickboxing I mean, guy, yeah. I don't know. He's yeah, a guy, so he, and he, he died he early, though, but he was, he was a great, great kickboxer. About Ramon Deckers. Ramon Deckers was there you go. Yes, yes, that dude. Ever. The guy was yeah, I've seen some, yeah, you were posting some clips of that guy, and I was just like, wow, that guy's that guy oh badass. Oh, my God. You know what's funny? I used to work in, in Queens, and I lived in a very – Queens, where I was, was one of the most ethnically diverse areas on the planet. Queens always has been. Queens is, Queens is the melting pot. It's just in, incredible. It's just so, incredible. Anyway, I belong to a, a, um, a Thai video club. This is how long ago it was. I belong to a – you know, remember you used to rent videos at Blockbuster? Well, I belong to the yeah, man. version of that. Why? Because they had Thai boxing videos. You couldn't get them. There was no YouTube. So I go there, <laughs> and all of a sudden I see on the highlights, I see this blonde guy. I'm like, who the hell is this? Because the Thai tapes I saw were all from Thailand. Lumpini Stadium. Right. And all of a sudden I see this guy with all this blonde hair crushing everybody and sometimes getting, getting crushed himself, but mostly winning. I'm like, who the hell is this? He's in Thailand. He's the only <laughs> non-Thai. All of a sudden, he I, showed up, and I was just amazed by this guy. Yeah, no, that guy, that guy, that guy. Those are some exciting clips too, man. And like, and like, you're right. He gets his ass kicked occasionally, also. You know, it's not like oh, he comes in and dominates, but he definitely does his fair share of ass kicking. Oh yeah, no, he he was a champion. He won. He beat one of these, these undefeated Thai champion. There was a huge Thai champion that nobody like, and in Thailand, beat. right? Like in like the championship in was in Thailand. Thailand, so it was very controversial. The first fight he ever had with him, he went, he switched his stances. He went southpaw. And he ended up wow. getting knocked out the first time he, he ever got knocked out. Then a little bit later, <laughs> he just wiped out everybody else and fought him again and knocked him out cold. The first time that guy's ever been knocked out. Wow. Wow, you got me, you got me say, like, looking forward to watching those clips again now, man. Well, I'll probably watch them before I go to sleep tonight. So, so <laughs> just to sort of uh, wrap it up, man, what's your prediction for, uh, for Mayweather McGregor? Man, it's it's just impossible. I I, I know, I know, I but you gotta you gotta give me something, you know. Uh, uh, decision Mayweather. If if McGregor can yeah. last that long, that's it. And I've got I've got Mayweather by TKO in the eighth and ninth. But you know, uh, maybe something exciting happens in the, in the in the first couple of rounds. But and I also think again. You know, I hope Connor takes on what we're saying and says, let Floyd force the fight, let him come to me, which, you know, I could, could end up with Floyd just fucking knocking him out, you know, like he has no answer to Floyd's speed and, and, and dynamics as a boxer. But, you know, I, you know, I, it's just, I'm so intrigued by this. Like, I don't think I've ever been as intrigued by a sporting event, like not even the Rams Steelers Super Bowl. Like that I was sort of looking forward to, of course, because it's my Rams, but this is just sort of like... I'm, I'm, I'm amazed in a way by how into this event I am. It's pretty funny. I mean, because maybe you think of the interdis, interdisciplinary, you know, like Muhammad Ali versus Tony Anoki, the wrestler. But that was more of a farce. This, I hope. Yeah, so. I remember. I remember. I was I into Ali fine. at the time, and that was to me. Even then, <laughs> even at the time, it was sort of like uh, it didn't. It didn't strike me as anything, you know. Yeah, it didn't. I, I didn't pay any attention to it. But it right. was inter, interdisciplined fighting. All right. All right, so let me ask you this, man. Tyson at his best against Ali at his best. 
Damn. You know, the styles are so different. Ali's such an upright, straight-up fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyson is so side-to-side, up and down. Impossible. Wow, well, I don't know. Tyson, Tyson, second-round knockout. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> like, it's just side-to-side, you know? I guess. I could just see still, like, Tyson, Tyson, when he fought Michael Spinks, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't think anybody's ever going to, like, and, and maybe it was just, like, the intimidation factor at the time because he was knocking everybody out within two or three rounds. But there was a time where it was just, like, <laughs> and people were scared to get in the ring with the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, if you were smart, you'd be scared to sit next to him even now. exactly man all right henry my my invitation is still valid babe i'd love to have you over for the fight so you know um, i'll be in touch with you before then to do that you know absolutely it's a pleasure all right man a pleasure good talking to you two times in a row man i got the record on this one so uh i'll post this as a podcast and uh we'll let alan listen to it and (laughs) he can he can chime in with some editorial maybe all right brother there you go all right right, man peace all right later (laughs) 